This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. This is a guy that's in touch with his feelings when he doesn't get to take a penalty. This is a guy in touch with his feelings when he doesn't get to take a free kick. This guy's got feelings. Feelings about himself. Welcome to the world of Football Funny. I'm Jim and I'm about to take you through the last few days of the beautiful game. International Staley. I do wonder sometimes which bright spark at the FA thought that friendly matches against two of the world's foremost footballing nations would be great preparation for the 2018 World Cup finals. Hang on, I've got a great idea. What we really need to bring this team together as a unit is massive, crushing, demoralising defeats. It is fair to say, however, that despite expectations, the game last week against Germany went better than any of us could have imagined. And this week's match against Brazil was pretty much the same. It was another opportunity for the country to get excited about a reasonably stellar group of youth team talent, none of which will probably ever, ever play for England again. There were two games, there was 180 minutes of football, there were zero goals, and there were zero fucks given by anybody watching. It did feel slightly strange that two friendlies, both ending nil-nil, were seen as decent results and that a couple of flashes of half-reasonable football from a few players here and there was considered a step forward for an England team that, in truth, put on two pretty boring displays. Still, they do say that a football team is a true reflection of his manager and Gareth Southgate has been in the job a year. I mean, during the week I just drink mostly water and stuff like that. But for one player on the pitch, the pressure was incredibly high and it wasn't any of the England deputants. Since his record-breaking move to Paris, it's not all been rainbows and butterflies for Brazilian superstar Neymar. It seems Nene isn't settling into life in Paris the way you would imagine a hugely rich and successful young man might in one of the most interesting, beautiful and culturally significant cities in the world. Rumours that his teammates aren't allowed to tackle him in training, on-field scuffles over the taking of set pieces and a clash of personalities with his manager at PSG have all added to the pressure of being the world's most expensive footballer. And poor old Neymar Jr. is now reportedly beginning to regret ever leaving Barcelona. That pressure was really starting to show in one of Brazil's press conferences last week ahead of the game, when his country's boss man Tite was asked about the conflict between Neymar and Emery at PSG. His response caused the little Brazilian wonder kid to break down in tears, hug his manager and swiftly leave the press conference. This is what he said. We are not perfect. We are human beings. Sometimes we react in the wrong way. I did that in my career. But we have to be careful when we talk about people's character and nature. I can talk about Neymar's character, nature and big heart. Bloody hell. There was I, ready to make another gag about Neymar, his obscene wages or his hair. And he goes and does that. Suddenly, in one moment, instead of the overpaid, troublemaking, spoilt millionaire, he became what he really is, a young man. A young man carrying a huge amount on his shoulders that has maybe, yes, made some poor choices, as all young men do, and is now just struggling a bit, off the field, if not on it. I didn't think I could feel sorry for a man who earns more taking a shit than I do in an entire year, but I think I do, kind of. But it's not just Neymar that has been crying this week, and it's not just Neymar that I felt sorry for either. 
because Gianluigi Buffon has been at it too. The legendary man mountain of an Italian keeper has stepped down from international football after his Italy side failed to beat Sweden in their World Cup playoff game and thus have failed to qualify for the World Cup finals for the first time in 60 years. As far as the Italian press was concerned, it wasn't good news, unsurprisingly, with La Gazzetta dello Sport printing this headline. This is the apocalypse. We're out of the world. It's not like the Italians to get all excited and over-emotional about something, is it? I'm sure it's not really the end of the world. My understanding is that it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse and not the four horsemen of the Azuri. But now isn't the time for terrible puns, right? Now is the time for deep sporting analysis. This is a disaster for Italian football and questions will have to be asked from top to bottom. Plus, a World Cup without Italy it just won't be the same. It's at times like this that you need serious debate. And for serious debate, you turn to BBC Five Live for their reaction. Italy are out of the World Cup. Some classic stuff coming in. Al dente to Italy's dreams, says Craig in Plymouth. The Vaticant. Uh, that's from Peter in Ipswich. Yeah, Italy, Rome alone. Ah, so just terrible puns there as well. Okay. They'll have to watch the World Cup on the Tagliatelli. The good, the bad and the Italy. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, it's the end of the world as we perlow it. He wasn't playing. Okay. I think we might be done with that game, yeah? Good. But where there are losers in sport, there are also winners. And in this case, it was the Swedish. They held on for the draw. And this is how excited they were to be at the World Cup finals. The Swedish TV crew on Eurosport were busy trying to do their post-match analysis pitch side when this happened. That is the sound of 22 professional footballers bundling on top of the Swedish equivalent of Gary Lineker. The crack you hear is the desk in front of them smashing into pieces as 22 professional footballers jump on top of it, kind of predictably. You can never trust Swedish furniture, can you? But it's not just Italy and that desk who lie in ruins come the end of the playoff rounds. From the home nations, only England have made it to Russia next summer, leaving Wales, Northern Ireland, the Republic and Scotland all wondering what went wrong. Is it the players? Is it the FA? Is it the fans? Is it the manager? Maybe all of them just need a change in the dugout. Someone who can really get their players going. And maybe they need to look no further than a certain Scotsman who is currently settling into life in the East End. David Moyes may have only just taken up his job digging West Ham out of the giant hole in which they found themselves in, but a man with his inspirational ability is always going to be in demand. You might remember when Moyes took over the job at Sunderland. Then he chose his words wisely to prepare his troops for battle and provide his team with hope. People will be flat because they're hoping that something's going to dramatically change. It can't dramatically change. And he's been at it again, this time with West Ham. Here he is with a point to prove, with a job to do, and he wanted everyone to know that he was not taking his appointment lightly when he pulled fans and players together with an almighty battle cry of... If it works, great. If it doesn't, then I'll go elsewhere. 
Wow! I mean, talk about inspirational. Forget bloody Mel Gibson. If they ever want to remake Braveheart, David Moyes is the man for the lead role. Now, what a film that would have been. Hey, fine. And you may die. Run. And you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives? But if it doesn't work out, then we'll just go elsewhere. Cool. Nice. Done. Thank you for listening. The next show will be out on Monday morning. Make sure you've hit subscribe, however you listen to the show, or follow us on Twitter at On The Left Side, where we'll send a link out as soon as it's ready. Plus, if you follow us, you get a whole load more videos and pictures and silly comments as well. Loads going on there, at On The Left Side on Twitter. That's also the place to go if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to write for us, or if you spot a great story. I will see you in the Twitter sphere. But for now... Goodbye. On the left side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.